Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 380, May 8th, 2020, and Aquaside, keeping your beachfront free of weeds and vegetation, vegetation brings you the uh, very. It was 90 degrees in this day. Yeah. It was. It was. It was Let's 90 go, degrees. It was go. 90. It was, sh- it was 90 degrees. Where's the party? It was 90 degrees on this day in 1874. Right. <laughs> and, we are not starting over. That's 28 over. degrees. This is bonus material, folks. In no, 19, they don't have time okay. to start over. 20, <laughs> 28 degrees in 1960. And now, from the mayor's office. Oh, just keep it up. Just keep it up. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Now the last item I want to do here before I leave is... uh... You know, pushback works both ways, boys, and I'm I'm getting some pushback. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, it's very reasoned pushback. Uh, emailer James Blaney writes: You are way out in front of your skis. Polio, smallpox, measles, mumps, and many more diseases have been drastically reduced, if not eliminated. We combat nature at every turn, and we win occasionally. Throwing up your hands and saying we can't be kept safe from nature and should therefore do nothing is insane. We're all going to get it, you say. We can't defeat nature, you announce. Then Kenny asks you whether you were going into corporate tomorrow, and you said yes, but there is a significant hesitation to your yes. You hedge by saying working remotely allows you to golf. Perhaps more telling would be if you would go to the barbershop that was shut down to have a haircut. Based on my listing for over 15 years, I respectfully suggest that we all know the answer is you would not. Please reconsider your new position. Then I have trusted advisors who I generally talk with after the show, one of whom says, I get that you feel you're on a roll with your thoughts on the virus, but I listen to your show and you are teetering very closely to the arguments made by anti-vaxxers. Our immune systems are enough to protect us. The government has no role in protecting health. Viruses should just run their course. By that logic, you should stop taking blood pressure medication, or I shouldn't vaccinate the kids. I also should protest the government putting fluoride in water to strengthen my teeth. I would argue some of the most amazing and greatest gifts America has given the world are public health and medical interventions. Every major vaccine in the 20th century and amazing antivirals that have made HIV a manageable disease. Yes, a virus comes from nature but we have a moral obligation to mitigate and fight it and ultimately defeat it. Now maybe the stay-at-home order should expire soon, but they were a common-sense first step in the face of a novel pathogen where so little is known. Okay, so I'm getting some pushback to which I would like to respond. I believe that the emailer and my advisors are, uh, are credible and have important things to say. I would submit to you, however, that... And somebody would have to double-check this. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, this is the first time we've been dedicated to eradicate, eradicating an illness by shutting the country down. Is that? I think that's true. 
1968 Hong Kong flu pandemic, the country was not shut down. In the uh, Spanish flu epidemic of 1918, the country was not shut down. I have never, just a minute, Rook. I have never disagreed, never objected to the initial phases of this. We've all, on the show for the past week, we've all said that that makes a great deal of sense uh, to have gone into the shutdown early in order to get hospitals prepared. Uh, I've, I've never, I've never doubted that. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm being taken to task because uh, I'm, uh, I am believed to be uh, too far out there in my opinions, and I'm not sure that I am. But I'm always willing to learn. Yes, Rook. My question is, uh, and I'm trying to look that up right now. What, what did? we do with the swine flu i mean to what extent was it shut down i'm sure none, people were none none they just let it go well it wasn't that it was let go it was always being worked on that's another thing i've never denied uh obviously the government is useful in helping us fund research to come up with the vaccine for example mm-hmm. but but we're witnessing things now in america that we've never witnessed before in our lives in the history of the country we've never witnessed it right Salon owners going to jail. She's been released, by the way. The uh, gal in in, in Texas, she's been released. Uh, And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I've received vaccines all my life, and my kids have all been. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Uh, I, I don't even know what that means. I guess it means... Well, that, there is that movement of people that are against vaccinations. It's, right. I, and I think he was mistakenly lumping you into that group, which I know you are not. No, he didn't refer to it. My advisors are suggesting oh, that, I'm I'm coming, that I'm coming close to an anti-vaxxer position. Got it. And, and I'm not an anti-vaxxer. If a vaccine develops tomorrow for coronavirus, I'll push you out of the way to get it. Right. I'm getting mine first. <laughs> right. I believe right. that. I, that's a true statement. That's folks. a true statement, isn't it, Rook? Yes, that's it a is. a true statement. Yes. Be that as it may, I, I do think that, uh, you know, we're now at depression, the Great Depression era levels of unemployment, uh, job loss. Uh, we're uh, we're in a we're in a real hard way right now in this country, and uh, but we're better equipped for the for the mighty rebound than we were back in the '30s. I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I, I hope so. Otherwise, we have no country, and I don't think that's hyperbole. It's it's going down the drain, and we just can't keep printing trillions and trillions of dollars. It, in theory, that all has to be paid back, and. Uh, I've also said, you know, I'm not going out and searching for this illness and saying, here, face my immune system, you dreadful bug. Uh, But uh, some better means has to be undertaken quickly or or there really won't be a country. I don't think that's an exaggeration. No, it's it's really not. Guys like Billy Kozlak over at Jax, Jax is in danger of not ever that – institution that's been through wars and been through all sorts of stuff right uh he said we may not be able to open up and mm-hmm. oh, he's not no. bsing he's not bsing it's oh. it's really sad that and i i feel bad for him because it's been you know what hump three four generations another advisor uh tells me let me see if i can find it i tweeted last night about nature and that man is not bigger than nature Right. Yeah. 
Uh, and one advisor says, your tweet makes no sense because a pandemic is not a product of nature and it's transmitted human to human. A volcano, tornado, rain, wind, lightning are examples of nature we can't control. COVID can be halted slowly by the actions of humans and hopefully a vaccine created by a man, by mankind. Uh, I still that? I, no, I still say that the, that the virus itself is an act of nature not an act of man. And, and, and if you want me to agree that we have a moral and ethical obligation to fight it, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. But there's a school of thought. My advisors are not taking the economy into account. And I suppose their answer to that would be, well, what's a human life worth? Well, we, we don't know, do we? We don't know what a human life's worth. It's worth, it's worth everything. Right. And... But we're breaking a lot of human lives with these shutdowns. Is that a fair statement? Yes. yes. We're breaking a lot of lives. We're breaking a lot of lives. And it's, wanna... the, it's the trade-off that everyone is, is struggling with, I think. Um, I know I am personally because I, I get both sides of this. I am struggling with it mightily. I yeah. jump uh, back and forth over the line going, yes, but we need to do that. But, yep, but we need to – It's uh, I don't have a – well, and There's I, no straight line. And I initially took my stance just because of the line of work my wife is involved with. So I, I know that that weighed in heavily. And, and when I sort of started to turn <clears throat> was when they started to furlough and lay off nurses. Because that's when I said, well, what the hell are we doing here? You know, the guy said, I, I've listened to you for 15 years, and I know perfectly well that if a barbershop opened tomorrow, you would not go. He's probably right. The CP gave me a haircut, and it was as good as any haircut I've been paying 40 bucks for. Huh. So I might as well just have her. Rook, walk but, us through that process at the sushi home, will you? Well, I'm, just, I'm just thinking that uh, <laughs> she charge you half it, off, or what? how did that work? It's, I probably paid it more. Front lawn or garage? Yeah, or kitchen. Did where you, where uh, do we do? You that? get the barber's cape and the uh, the little piece of oh, cotton yeah. they put around, yeah. so you don't get the driveway. And how did, and how did the, the vacuuming go? You know, when she vacuums out the neck. Yeah, yeah, it was and in the, the driveway. And the small talk. What's the small talk like? Yeah, this weather's been, uh, you know. Got any big plans what do you think of the Vikings? What are your plans yeah, for the those, weekend? Yeah. Those twins. You, what are they doing? How long <laughs> you been cutting hair? <laughs> <laughs> And then Such, uh, uh-huh. most, most of the barber shops I go to always have a men's magazine or two laying around. Yeah. Uh, are, are you paging through the latest issue there? Yeah, Popular Mechanics, stuff like that. You got like any grilly mags? Oh, oh. No, no. A tiger beat. That uh, call we made was almost too easy uh, that the Minneapolis Park Board would oh. pounce on yeah. this opportunity yeah. to never open a road again. The Park and Rec Board will continue to keep more than 20 miles of parkways closed to vehicles. So pedestrians have more room to spread apart. On Wednesday night, the park board voted to allocate 250 grand to keep the parkways closed for foreseeable future. What? What do you need 250 grand for? Right. Permanent structures to permanently Ooh, don't say ban that. cars. Uh, and by the way, concrete barriers. We were notified to, uh, this by Jeremy on Twitter. He tagged uh, all of us on this one. Yeah. Uh, this is from CNN, and he's and his caption was coming soon to the Minneapolis and St. Paul. The city of Seattle is going to permanently close 20 miles of streets to traffic so that residents can exercise and bike on them. Well, it's we're we're ahead of them. 
We all know what the next step in the dance is, Commissioner Brad Bourne said. Let's get this far as the two hundred and fifty grand will go, which sounds like it could probably get us to the end of June. What yeah. in God's name is a quarter of a million dollars needed and it's only worth till the end of June? The Park Board initially voted to extend the closures until June seven and spend up to two hundred and fifty thousand to do so. Instead, Bourne offered amendment to keep parkways closed for as long as that amount of money allows. What could the money be going to other than a few signs? Kenny, you're the traffic guy. Where's the two hundred and fifty grand going? I don't know, Suits. Okay, here it is. Here it is. The Park Board has barricaded 21 miles of parkways for pedestrians since late March. This includes roads around the chain of lakes, Lake Nokomis Parkway, and significant stretches of East and West River Parkway, typically used by vehicles. It is now renting hundreds of tube delineators and dozens of barricades from a contractor. So some contractor's getting rich. Probably safety lights or whatever down in, uh, is it Lakeville or... Yeah, all those, whenever you see those, the government has to rent those, and it's a daily fee, Joe. They're renting them from a contractor, said Michael Schroeder, the board's assistant superintendent for planning services. It was paying a daily rental rate for the materials, he said, and officials thought they would only need them until the beginning of May when the statewide stay-at-home order was expected to end. The board now intends to put out a public bid for the materials. It is considered. Uh, it is considering applying for grants and contacting organizations that sponsor events on the parkways to help pay for the closures. So here's what it is: the salon uh, will not let this opportunity pass to further demonize the automobile. I think that's a fair statement. Uh, in so doing, uh, you will end up paying for it. You will end up paying for their virtue signaling. And we called this two months ago. They they looked out the window and thought, hot damn, this is a great way to keep cars out of here. And uh, we're going to continue it. And I guess we don't have much say in that. I guess, and the I guess irony we don't have much is, say in it. And the irony is, and somebody on the park board actually brought it up, the safest place for you in your car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet he was shouted down and poo-pooed and, you know, persona non grata now. In the middle of a pandemic when businesses are closed and struggling, the St. Paul City Council unanimously approved construction of the 10th Street Bikeway on Wednesday, reinforcing the city's commitment to making it easier and safer, safer to ride a bike downtown. Eight small businesses near the bike lane had urged the council, no, please, it would add another stress point to the already difficult environment, taking away their parking spots. This project adds bike lanes from 10th Street, I'm sorry, from 10th Street on 10th Street from uh, Dorothy Day Place to Jackson Street and on 9th Street from Jackson to Broadway. It cuts parking along those routes to 18 total spots and reduces a section of 10th Street from Cedar to Jackson into a westbound one-way street only. But here, listen to this quote. The good news is we are becoming a big city downtown. Oh and, my as, God. and as we know from any successful city downtown, on-street parking is non-existent or extremely hard to find, said Second Ward Council Member Rebecca Noker at the meeting. We're trying to bring people into downtown in new ways and not just in their cars. We're trying to bring people downtown in new ways and not just in their on their bikes and skateboards? Sure. From Lakeville, from yeah. Apple Valley, from Brooklyn Park, from... If you think St. Paul is a big city downtown, you are delusional.
that poor city is suffering. When and I, the small businesses in a nonprofit wrote a letter to the council opposing the bike lane. Carol Hun-Gregory, owner of Keys Cafe and Bakery on Robert Street, said losing parking now is concerning because she needs spaces for delivery drivers and takeout customers to park. When normal business care. resumes, she said, her customers don't want to walk several blocks. People in St. Paul still like to not walk eight blocks to have something to eat, she said. St. Paul is still a little bit of a smaller town mentality, which is what I love about it. I, we're ruled by one party, which is the problem. There's no countervailing voice to this. Joe, when I went to go see the flyover the other day, we purposely drove through downtown. I just wanted to see what was going on, mm-hmm. and it was a ghost town. And uh, there was all the streets were open. There was nobody walking, obviously, because of the shutdown. But it was just, what are they thinking? Their priorities are so whacked. And this this should be so low on the priority list right now that... We need oh, to figure out how yes. to help out these small, you know, candy land yes, opening up. Yes. Yes. God. We're the government, and we're here to help you. Yeah, right. You never want to hear that. The goal is to build a robust biking network. Okay, that, that's great for about five months a year, and it's great if you're 28 years old and you don't have kids. What have I told you about the salon all along? They, they don't, don't care about families. They right? don't care about families. The salon does not look at the world and see children. How many is robust? What is the number on robust? Ten? A thousand? I have no idea. Our city council has argued that this will bring new traffic and new customers, but I think that ignores the fact that it will eliminate existing customers, said Bill Collins, the owner of Camp Bar on Robert Street, which is now closed because of the pandemic. Randy Newton, St. Paul's traffic engineer, said parking is always a controversial part of every project. He said converting a section of 10th Street into a one-way corridor was designed to save some of the parking. Necker, Noker, Rebecca, said she has worked with city parking staff to commit to make nearby city-owned parking ramps more accessible from 9th Street and to give businesses a substantial discount for validated parking in those ramps. I don't want to park in a ramp to go to a bar or a restaurant. Right. If I'm pulling up on Moe's Wood Fire Grill, I want to park right outside in the street and go. Just a How shame. much hue and cry do we need to stop this nonsense, this crap in St. Paul, this nonsense with the park board? What will it take? Because there were already outraged Minneapolis citizens when they started floating this idea last fall, long before the COVID came along. Yeah, you're right. and, and the park board completely ignored them. What's it going to take to get these idiots to listen to us, the people? Well, one thing my uh, advisors, my inner circle, cannot disabuse me of is my belief that we have seen a radical transformation of American society uh, into a culture of people uh, when you get closest to the country's tallest buildings who have grown impossibly too comfortable with the idea that the government is correct and that the government should be followed. I, I will not back off that position. And it becomes worse when you don't have an opposition party. And there is no, there's not a single conservative soul in the city government of St. Paul, nor is there a single conservative soul in the legislative representation of St. Paul, nor is there a single conservative thinking soul in the uh, congressional representation of St. Paul. And the so, so the answer, the answer, Brooke and Kenny, the answer is 
there is no answer. We're going to continue to be subjects of this. Yes, Rook. I was just going to say, and the danger with this is they think they're infallible. They do yeah, not make right. mistakes. Yep. They, they don't second-guess well, themselves. It's sick. Reavers. Yes, sir. Help us out. Is this is this happening in Carver? Are you seeing this down there? Um, not- yeah, when I buy that house from you, am I going to have a parking spot? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not to this degree, and, and, and I'll be truthful. It's one of the reasons we moved out that way. Uh, number one, because I don't want to raise a family in Minneapolis or St. Paul. And number two, we're not ruled in the same way. But you do see a little bit of that trickle effect out our way. But it's not, just, nearly, not nearly to the degree that it is here in Minneapolis. You're just Paul. far enough away from the tallest buildings, but it's coming your way. It, and it is, because you, you'll see things like, you know, uh, affordable housing, things like that, that are that are being pushed, uh, even though a lot of the residents are, are against things like that. But you're seeing some of that stuff, but not nearly to this degree. The other thing my advisors cannot disabuse me of is the idea that the electorate has allowed this. Uh, St. Paul citizens voted for the uh, leadership we have. And here's what's uh, funny, because I know... A lot of these, you know, euphorians that that voted this way, and they're outraged about certain things that are happening. To which I say, "Well, you idiots, put these people right. in office." Right. You know what it is. You know what it is. These people, and you've talked about this for the last six months now. It's the third rail suit. Yep. These people aren't held accountable because they hide in their office. How long have we been trying to get certain members of the city council, the mayor, whoever on the air with us, they ignore us, they won't talk about us. Yep. You go out to Carver, you go to Douglas County, you go anywhere else in the, in, in the state, the mayor, the council person, the representatives, the county commissioners, they're all out in the community running their businesses, rubbing elbows. The mayor can't hide from his constituents because he's down at his shop, uh, you know, eight to five every yep. day ru- running things. They cannot hide. They uh, they are active uh, active citizens in the community. That's you know what the, it is. You know how Melvin Carter has responded to me? He tweeted at you. He goes on Twitter to to <laughs> so his followers can... Oh, go ahead. Can you imagine that happening in my town of 500 no. people? Oh no. my God, well, he, he'd be run, he or she would be run out of town. Perfect example. Uh, the mayor of my city in Carver, her name's Courtney. She listens. Hi, Courtney. And I, I said something about the city. She came to my house and just said, "Hey, I heard right that there's there a problem." And she said, "Well, right what's there. going on?" That's it. Because she lives it. by right me. There. You know right. what I'm saying? That's, that's exactly what you want. That's how you do it. Right there. I still have a sign in my garage because I was the old man's campaign director. He ran for city council in Matamidi. Was it a magnetic sign? No, and here's how he decided where to put a sign. That's a good-looking tree right there. Just put one right there. (laughs) So I had hammer. Honest to God, I had hammers and nails and and put them up, and and he got elected. But the the larger point is, I guess early on I saw a glimpse of of government, and it was so normal and so charming that that, – it, it, I can't identify with what's happening today. Now, granted, it's apples and oranges. It was a, a village of a thousand people, for God's sakes. And you know, what did they have to worry about? They had one dump truck and one cop car. You know, that was not. Right. It was not a big but deal. Still, it was the way they did it. Yeah. Yep. Y- you know, it was your old man, uh, everybody's buddy. Everybody knew him. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Hey, when uh, when he asked you for that, you say, "Hey, pops, I can get you a sign yeah, fast. I'll get you a sign." <laughs> We're all over the map on uh, social distancing when it comes to tennis courts and basketball, aren't we? In St. Paul, 
Weeks after removing basketball rims and tennis court nets, St. Paul Parks and Rec has begun gradually reintroducing them. With the expectation that visitors will continue to socially distance. That means five-on-five basketball games with friends or strangers is still uh, forbidden uh, in light of the coronavirus. But you can shoot hoops with your mom or your dad. Yeah, I guess mom would like to go down to the park and shoot hoops Come with Come on, them. Ma. Billy, what, what do you want to do <laughs> right. Sunday for Mother's Day? You're wearing that. <laughs> uh, but here's a, here's a quote that needs to be pushed back against. We haven't made the decision. Let's see. Uh, oh, they're, they're talking about are they going to open the rec center, bathrooms, water fountains, community, community gardens, spigots. Those amenities are usually reintroduced by June or a bit earlier. We haven't made the decision on that yet, said Parks and Rec spokeswoman Claire Cloyd. Our mission is to allow people to recreate. We're all in this together. The more we can follow the rules, the more we can all enjoy what the parks have to offer. No, Claire Cloyd, we're not all in this together. You're getting paid. And people have lost their jobs. They have lost their income. They're struggling to feed their families. We're not in this together. The government particularly has, is really demonstrating its life outside the, politic, the, uh, the norms of, of American society. No, no, nobody, the most that's happened that I've read is that Fry in, in Minneapolis has issued merely a hiring freeze. But no one's, no one's taking a, a pay cut or getting laid off. Or, you're not in this together, and political not, class. And you're not, getting paid. And not to mention they're all at home doing, a, what, a fifth Nothing. of what they would normally be doing? Nothing. Right. Oh. We're not in this together. That's the big, it's, it's, a, it's a nice sound bite. And, you know, Pepsi's here to make you smile. Let's make the world smile. There you go. B.S. <laughs> The political class is getting paid. They're not living their lives the way people who are suffering are leading their lives. And without a counter voice, it will continue. There is no counter voice. And you're right, Such. They don't respect dissenting views. They only respect their own and people that prop them up. If we step to them, they either pat us on the head, give us a cookie, and send us away, or they wish death and doom and destruction on us. There's just no give and take. There's no conversation. They will not listen to any sort of dissent. Well, it's not going to be much of a... It's not going to be much of a weekend to get to your lake place, even if... You're allowed to get to your lake place. Uh, you won't be swimming. We're in frost warnings for the for the entire weekend. That would be a better time to call Aquaside. Get ahead of the uh, weed growth. Call Aquaside. They're going to keep your beachfront free of weeds and vegetation all summer long with a complete line of lake and pond control products that takes care of everything from weeds to algae. Or algae, as the Brits say. Algae. When I'm out on my afternoon pontoon ride on Spoon Lake, I can tell you who uses Aquaside. Hell yes, I can. All the kids are at that dock. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are safe for you, the fish, and your family. There is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call them today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Aquaside pellets are their top seller. They're as classic as an old Chris Craft boat and they work quickly. GL will be back in a moment. 
Hello again, this is Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Fratelloni's is open every day till 6 p.m., seven days a week. Please come on in. We are practicing ultra no-touch social distance customer service. You're going to come in and we're going to say, hey, what can we help you find from 10 feet away? We're not going to touch you. You're not going to touch us. We're constantly cleaning our stores. We're really trying to be as safe for our employees and as safe for our customers as we possibly can. So be aware that our customer service is going to be a little different. Stop on at Fratelloni's right now. Come on in, social distance customer service, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Souchere. What a pro. Glock, check. AR, check. Remington 870, check. I just want to thank you. Thank you, GLers, for shopping for your firearms ammunition and accessory needs at dkmags.com and you know what thank you for sending the podcast all the emails relating your experiences there i'm so glad that y'all are learning the same thing i learned when i started shopping at dk mags low those many years ago for me it was number one fair prices and number two it, maybe number two should be number one friendly service from a staff that not only loves firearms they love their jobs and helping us out you you will not find snobs at dkmags.com on Old Aid up in New Brighton or even Monticello Pond and Gun. And you know what? Don't fear the COVID if you decide to stop in. They've taken all the steps necessary need, uh, needed to conduct business in a sanitary and safe ma a manner. I know we all shop around. We all stroll into the occasional various shops. But for me, I always take what I've learned and I bring it to DK Mags and I run it past the guys. What do they say about this? What do they say about the, the price? And they always end up closing the deal for me. And according to the emails we've been getting, they help you GLers out too. And you know what? If you're in law enforcement or the military or a veteran, you earn another 5% discount, as it should be. If you're thinking about getting back into shooting sports, go ahead. Stop into DK Mags in New Brighton or Monticello Pond and Gun. They'll point you in the right direction no, couple no 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 access denied no, no it's just a couple of gun shops for glers run by glers check them out on the web dkmags.com sorry this, guys this yeah, was I just sent, this was just sent to me by uh from uh uh it's from a medical journal hospitals and physicians around the country are sharply criticizing the federal government for the uneven and opaque way it is distributing its supply of the COVID-19 drug Remdesivir. The experimental drug received an emergency use authorization from the Food and Drug Administration last week after preliminary data from a clinical trial showed that it reduced how long it took hospitalized COVID-19 patients to recover. Now, as the drug's producer, Gilead Sciences, tries to ramp up production, the U.S. government is starting to distribute the limited number of vials that aren't needed for ongoing research so that patients can start to see the benefits outside clinical trials. But only two dozen hospitals are believed to have been chosen to receive the drug so far. But clinicians told STAT, the uh, site I'm reading from, it is unclear why some medical centers were chosen to receive coveted doses while others weren't and who was making those decisions in the first place. In my opinion, and I think it's the opinion of many of my colleagues, there is a complete lack of transparency about how this decision is being made and who is making it, said Daniel Call, an infectious disease physician at the University of Michigan. His hospital's pharmacy department informed him that their center wouldn't be getting any doses of remdesivir after being in contact with the drug's private distributor, Amerisource Bergen. 
earlier on Wednesday. Those of us on the front lines treating the people with COVID-19 need to know what the criteria are and where this drug is going to be available and why those places were selected, he said. All of us want to make sure limited resources are used in the most efficient fashion. The government entity making this decision should reveal itself and should state its criteria. Well, I, I would agree. I would agree. If this, if remdesivir is a panacea, why in the hell don't they make? They can make enough to get to every hospital. Why are why are hospitals being chosen, and how, and who is doing it? I think those are fair questions to ask a government where the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And and that shouldn't be the case. No, not at all. In this electronic age, where it, you just click a button and you can track whatever, there should be answers because that's a legitimate question. Yeah, information and answers is what we need. You know, tell us mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys want to hear something? Uh, and then I'm going to ask, uh, ask Rook if he remembers what other uh, incident was as foreign to us as the one I'm about to read you. Okay. Hey, Joe, longtime listener, infrequent emailer, avid fisherman, and player of GL Podcast to the Elk of Wyoming. Nothing will get the ungulates moving like the sound of Royce's voice. My wife my wife is the best. Last year, she put a new sonar in our boat. Last ice fishing season, season, she bought my buddy's ice house for us. She meets me at the launch with dinner on the boat. She rarely FFLFs me. When she does, it's more than likely deserved. What does that remind you of? Uh, and this is from uh, Mark Humphreys, a GL machinist. What does that remind you of, Rook? That reminds me of, uh, hang on now. You got it. And look what it did for Amy. Nope. Damn nope. it. And uh, no. more than that. No, no, it was uh, it was a call, and it left us both so flabbergasted. Oh, we I know. Cr- I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You can leave that running, baby. That's right. Oh, you, that's right. You okay. can leave that running, baby. Yeah. Well, he's even got a suggestion. Uh, because she's the opposite of an FFL effer, why don't they call them keeper running babies? She's a keeper running baby. Keep running baby. Oh, keep I like that babies. term. She, what, she, that's as foreign to me as the day that gal. What's her name, Rook? Uh, Stephanie. It's as foreign to me as the day Stephanie called and, and said, oh, "You can keep that running baby." Oh, you can and keep we that just, running baby. Oh yeah, and we just were floored by that. What the hell? And now he's so. Let's call them. Let uh, keeper running babies. He's got a keeper running baby. Well, you know, uh, during the next break, we'll see if we can find that original call. I'm sure it's in the system. But you think I, it might be? I, we, did, I, we ended up doing an hour about how surprised we were. Yeah. I'll, she, in fact, she I'll had him. Uh, didn't she have him fire up a, a Harley or something? Yeah. Or a hot rod? She fired cool. his up, and she he fired his, he fired his up, she fired hers up. And then oh, while she sexy. was talking, he cut the engine, and she said, Oh, no, you can leave that running, baby. Yeah. And we just oh, kind of boy. stared at each other. We going, looked at each get, other. What, what, was, get, what are we just here? I got goosebumps right there. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Wow. What I was referencing was, um, remember Amy, who was Rusty Icorn's uh, gal at the time. I don't remember if they were married or not, but she was a pilot. So she would fly him onto the water. Right. And he'd be drinking a beer in the back of the airplane. And it was just an arrangement that we were like, how do you get this? How do you sign up for this? That's what we all we wanted to do was sign up for it. Yes. Well, the best you get, Such, is a is a ride home from an angry, sober wife. Yeah, yeah. that's independently chastised the whole way. Did you have to drink so many? <laughs> Say, uh, in keeping with uh, 
the idea of the uh, St. Paul Parks and Rec spokesman saying we're all in this together. Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey notes, it would be interesting to see how quickly the enlightened would change their minds and immediately open up the country if they weren't getting a paycheck. I'm tired of seeing the political class constantly telling everyone that we are all in this together. They aren't in this at all. They have guaranteed incomes. They aren't smart enough to realize that their income comes from the rest of us going to work every day. And don't underestimate the impact of a couple of generations replacing God with their belief in government. No wonder they are scared of everything. They get up every day with no belief in power higher than themselves and their elected officials. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, we asked that question yesterday or the day before. What are these hoopleheads going to do when they finally discover they're not going to get a, they're not getting paychecks anymore because we can't pay our taxes because we're not working? The collective mm-hmm. we, I should say. Hey, uh, really quick, Joe. Yesterday, Kenny, you claimed that the COVID nineteen could wipe out the Rolling Stones. Remember that when you said yeah. that. Andrew yeah, yeah, Andrew sent me an email <laughs> with no well he sent me an email about Robin Williams on Keith Richards. You guys remember that stand up bit? Yes. Oh, I don't. I, so. I don't. Oh, I, I'd love to play it, but we can't for right. multiple reasons. Yeah. Right. I completely forgot about that bit, but it is hysterical. Yeah. Hail a flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. Hail you. I have come to the conclusion that the ruling class will not transition back to normal life until they too feel the pain. Therefore, I move that all property taxes are cut by 50% until all government restrictions are lifted. Can I get here, a second? Here, here. here. Yes. G- yeah, this is a GLer in Iowa, Chris Ritt. Ritt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And here is, uh, I was asking earlier, do you think anything, uh, do you think the government uh, uh, ever shut down uh, in the face of a pandemic? And there's a Powerline blog piece that uh, Jordy alerted me to. Uh, is the coronavirus unprecedented? unprecedented and lethality no what is unprecedented about the wuhan virus is the reaction to it by world governments and then he wants us to ask pat he remembers uh someone claiming that in late 1968 the hong kong flu uh, swept through the minnesota vikings which may have contributed to their 33 to 3 loss to the los angeles rams however they apparently gave the bug to the rams who lost to chicago the next week he wants me to get the fort myers covid kid to verify that huh is Pat joining us today? Yeah, he'll be on in about 15 minutes. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. And then we're getting a bad report card, by the way. We're getting a bad report card in Minnesota. Oh, our I saw social, this. Yeah. Our oh. social distancing. We oh, used to yeah. be an A. We were getting an a, a. Now we're down to a D. Are you troubled, though, about how they came to that conclusion? Because I certainly am. Well, I don't know anything about the collection of the They data. came to, uh, yep. well, according to extrapolated cell phone data yep. recorded by Unicast, yep. Minnesota's oh. letter grade has gradually decreased since its initial A grade. Mm-hmm. A little more than a month. A little more than a month after the state of Minnesota received an A grade on social distancing, the state has now been given a D. In March, Minnesotans had decreased their average distance travel by about 45.66% on the average. As of May 5th, data shows Minnesotans have now only decreased their travel by 25 to 40% statewide. The top performing counties are all rural counties, and they still get a B on their report card. That's uh, Pipestone, Redwood, Kuchiching, and Cook. Those counties all continue to, de- to decrease travel. Washington, Anoka, Dakota, Stearns, Benton, Steele, Olmstead, Blue Earth, Sherburne, Wright, McLeod, Rice, Carver, Scott, and Isandy all received F grades with less than 25% reduction in travel. 
The state's most populous county, and that with the highest number of confirmed cases, Hennepin County, received a C-. To our east, the state of Wisconsin decreased from a B-plus in March to a D this month. I'm sorry. uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't like where this is going. This is going to, we're going to have to be graded. We're going to have to. I hate being graded. This is, we're being tracked. Right. This is really troubling, ladies and gentlemen. Gee whiz. And here's what I want to know. What we talked about earlier. They're saying that the cell phones are too close to each other. Well, how does it know that my cell phone isn't next to my wife's? What are we doing here? Right. And get this, nationwide, Washington, D.C., hmm, is the top performing state. The government is the top performing group. They get a C. Uh, Alaska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Maine, Vermont, Nevada were the next highest performing states. They get a C minus. But a long, a long list of states earned F, including Mississippi, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Louisiana, Pennsylvania. Okay, on and on and on. To collect data, Unicast says it used tens of millions of anonymous cell phone records and their interactions with each other in order to ensure user privacy. We will be watching you. Well, you're just... Where are you today for your D+. Plus? You know what? <laughs> you better not oh. leave home without your cell phone. Oh. You know what? I saw this map earlier today, and I thought Douglas County got an F. I read it wrong. And, Rook, you should, be, you should know this, Rook. Did you know you can change an F to a B? <laughs> Douglas County got a B. You really have to be artsy to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A D minus to a D plus is really easy. Oh, More easier to leave swipe, too. One quick swipe of the hand and you got a D plus. I just love that. Story. You got minimum uh, proficiency plus. All right, tell people for those that don't know the story. For those that don't know the story, I was in seventh grade. I had a um, seventh grade report card, and God bless her soul, Mrs. Shuffman was the literary uh, lit teacher. Still remembers his seventh grade teacher's name. I couldn't give you my seventh grade teacher's name if you pointed a gun at my ear Uh, for a million dollars and a gunshot wound to the ear. Right. But she missed her calling. Had audiobooks been a thing, she could read, and she would just, it was like melting butter. Anyway, she was legit, and um, I didn't do too well in literature that year because I had I'm to shocked. read. You know, I had to read the Pearl and of Mice and Men and that kind of stuff. And um, when I went up to her and asked what significance means, she kind of ri- ri- wrote me oh, off right geez. there. So my report card came out. She wrote me off. She, she, she yeah, wrote me, right me off. So she chose in baseball for me. For me. And then I got my report card. It was the last one of the year, so you got to take it home. And I opened her up, and I looked at it, and I got some, you know, it was pretty average grades for me. Um, I was happy. And then I saw a D minus in lit. Ooh. So I, I checked to make sure it was black or blue, and it was yep. black. And I just went with a little swipe. You know, I, I could have been a, what an idiot. I could have changed it into a B minus, you know. Right. Just, yeah. just putting that line in the middle. But I just went, it's more believable that I get a D it plus. Oh, D is. plus. So you're telling me there's a chance. See, your parents could say, that a boy. There you're telling go. me there's a so, chance. Thanks for no, that. Plus. Moral, moral dilemma, Matthew. What if you got an F minus? Would it be even worth changing the F minus to an F plus? Hmm. Or is an F an F? I think uh, at that I point. Can, I can make, I, here, I'm going to do it right ahead. now. I could make an F into a B. I'm going to look at it right yeah. now. Yeah. 
I think that's what Douglas County did because yeah, I've I been, could make I've an F into wit- a B. I've been up there on the weekends and witnessing F F minus behavior, and, oh and they got a B. See, I'm, I'm impressed. But my Douglas. parents would have said I didn't really see him reading that much, and boy, Mrs. Shuffman has really bad penmanship on making letters. <laughs> Oh, I got I, I got some good news. Oh, what? finally. Well, we're supposed to calm down about the uh, murder hornets. Uh, they're they're gonna they're okay. We're we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna die from those. No, they're gonna be okay. Really? Yeah. Did you see the video? Yes. Yeah. Of cool the, video out. The now. nature guy allowing himself to be stung. No, no, no. no I, I saw no, that. No. The yes. praying mantis. Oh, yes. praying mantis man. said, "I got this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of felt bad for the poor murder no, hornet. No, no, no. The poor guy no, didn't have no, a chance. No. He did not. <laughs> what kind of liberal crybaby are you? <laughs> He's a true. murder hornet. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Uh, the hornets are not coming to get us. The number of people who are stung and have to seek medical attention is medical attention is incredibly small. Uh, this is according to Chris Looney of the Washington State Agriculture Department. He's an entomologist and. Uh, they're a nasty sting, but uh, you're going to be okay. Uh, if you got a dozen stings, you're okay. One hundred stings, you might not be so good. But we're, we don't uh, uh, we don't have to worry about it. What we're really supposed to worry about because they can't they just can't give me the good news in this piece. Where did I get this piece from the Associated Press? They they can't give me the they can't stop with that good news. They got to remind me that what we should be worried about are mosquitoes. They're the worst. We got to worry about mosquitoes because they're responsible for millions of yearly deaths worldwide from malaria, dengue fever, and other diseases, according to the World Health Organization. Asian giant hornets, at most, kill a few dozen people a year, and some experts say it's probably far less. <laughs> is it Perfect just, health. Perfect is it health. regular dengue or is it major dengue? Oh, good regular question. dengue. Okay, okay. Just, then I'm not worried about it. No, right. if when I get I, regular dengue, I'm all right. That's like a D minus. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Major is, yeah, 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 you're you in big want, trouble. Yeah, you don't want the major. Major per, dengue. Paralysis. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, well, I better not say. Well, wait what? a minute. What? Wait a wait a minute now. Come on. What do you got? What do you it, got? It, what if we had uh, a particularly? Uh, I guess we mitigate mosquitoes. We have a metropolitan mosquito control district. I guess we try to kill them as much as possible, and that's why bats. You should always regard bats as friendly because they eat mosquitoes. I've always threatened to get a bat house for my backyard. You know, can I address that that very issue? Sure. Um, up, uh, up north, it gets around dusk, and the bats come out, and the bats come out like crazy. They're everywhere above us, swooping They're down. your friend. They're your friend. And and my wife, bless her heart, much like what you just said, said, you know, we should put up some bat houses. Yep. And I'm like, well, why why do we have to put up bat houses when they're obviously thriving on their own? Why yeah, do we have to help? What good will it do? Well, it would keep them around for the long run, and then it well, would probably keep you free forever. of mosquitoes. <laughs> listen, listen here, idiot. They've uh-huh. been there forever, <laughs> and they're going to stay there forever. Where they live at? Well, they live in trees and under stuff and inside. They live in your bar. And, they right. live in your bar. In the eaves of the eaves of my house and my. Well, barn you know where I had them. Shed. I had them. I had them in all my outdoor lights. Sure. Oh, I've I remember to, that. I had to have, and I got, that's where I got my education. The guy who came, he just was thrilled to handle it, and he handled them so gently, 
and said, oh, man, you, you're lucky you got bats. I said, no, I'm not. I don't want bats. And he said, no, bats are good. They're good. They're good. Uh, but we still put some wire around all these outside lights now so the bats can't live in there. But he's the one who said, you should get a bat house, man. You'll never have another mosquito. Bats are they good, are especially n- with a little bit of ketchup Ew. and some Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> they're, right? a, they're a force of nature, Such, and they'll continue to live and thrive if we just leave them alone. You know, frequent contributor Downing uh, recalls the Hong Kong flu. He was five years old. He, and what he remembers is his legs were so weak that his parents had to carry him up and down the steps. Uh, thinking of that now, my parents, old enough to remember polio, must have been terrified. I bet they were. Oh, my God. Not if your kid can't walk. Yep. I was walking the other day. Two days ago, I was walking. Perfectly normal. And then the next step, I couldn't walk. My left yeah. leg, I just would, I couldn't walk. Is that Jupiter? No, no. Do you no, have was, bad? Are your knees that bad? No, it was. It, it was. Imagine where your front pocket is on your uh, on your pants. Yeah. Uh, it, there was a stabbing pain right where your left front pocket would be, and it was huh. all I could do to limp back to my car. I was on my Crocus Hill route, and I, I took me a long time to get back to my car. And then, as quickly as it came. I got up the next day and I went away. It was gone. It was gone. Hmm. So obviously that was what a muscle spasm or something. No, that was in your head. It reminds me of this. It reminds me of the story in Waterline where you're freaking out and having a panic attack, laying on the floor, freaking out, and your wife steps over you on yeah. the way to the store. Yeah, yeah, completely ignoring you. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Hey, uh, we've got. Uh, we did. Rook find found it. The Stephanie call. Do you want to play it going into a break, or how do you want to handle that? Why don't you first uh, let me tell you that despite the cooler temperatures, you know darn well the GLers will be grilling this week. Yeah. So there's only one place to get your supplies, and that's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Burgers, brats, sliders. Uh, it's become the meat palace of the world, uh, and certainly the GLer's favorite place. Spencer wants you to know that if your local grocery store does not have what you're fancying, Grunt offers old-fashioned meats, and Hugo can take care of it. Saturdays are particularly uh, a particularly fun gathering with GLers. Uh, Two weeks ago, Spencer had 500 people on a Saturday, and uh, it's just amazing. The word has gotten around. Uh, guys are picking up brats to take them to their sons who are going to be deployed, and their uh, relatives are picking them up for people who live out state. It's just a, it's just a fantastic, fantastic discovery. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is on Highway 61, just at the north end of Hugo. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. We'll come back with the that call that floored us a couple years ago canopy cares as we go through these unprecedented times with covid19 at the canopy group we remain open and 100 ready to service our existing clients and to discuss options for new clients in an effort to keep everyone safe we have eliminated face-to-face meetings we have also set up many canopy employees to work from home in order to generate greater spacing within our office settings. At the Canopy Group, we realize every penny matters. We have encouraged our clients who are feeling financially stressed to contact their mortgage companies, utility providers, auto loan payment centers, and see what payment deferral options they provide. Many do. We also encourage everyone to reach out to the Canopy Group and see if additional savings can be experienced with their home and auto insurance. 
If you have ever wondered if you are paying too much, now is a good time to find out. On behalf of the Canopy Group, we ask you to be safe during these times and contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. <laughs> Hey, Pat. I got a very long story to tell you. You got, uh, you got 15 minutes. You <laughs> got 40 minutes, Pat. No, I 40. don't. I we don't. got nothing but time. Pat. You got, got 15 minutes for a long break. Pat, do you remember the Hong Kong flu in 1968 and 69? No. Neither do I. But a emailer once uh, heard that in, 19, in late 68, the Hong Kong flu swept through the Vikings, which may have contributed to their 33-3 loss to the Rams. However, uh, however, apparently, they gave the bug to the Rams, who lost to Chicago the next week. And uh, Jordy wants you to uh, verify that. I'm not sure that you're able to. No, I, I did not. Let's see, 68, that's the second. That was Bud's first playoff team. Is that when your father sent? Is that when your father sent? No, no, no. Pictures. No, that was '69. That was '69. That oh. was '69. After they were they were going to host the '68. Uh, they uh, they made the playoffs and they went to Baltimore and got beat, one and done. And they were, I think they were only eight and six or something. Then '69, of course, they were great and we were going to win the Super Bowl. And that's where the old man sent the. Pictures, the blizzard pictures to Roman Gabriel. Roman Gabriel, Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles, California. And like five days in a row of pictures he'd compiled from Fulda with little kids standing in front of huge snowbanks. Headlines. Headlines from the Armistice Day Yeah, but when Roman came in here, they did lose. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, hell yeah. of a football game. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Rams were really good at a football game. But, yes, that was, uh, that was Hong Kong flu, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's, let's face it, it didn't. I don't think it swept through nursing homes. Of course, we did, probably didn't have. We didn't have nursing homes, you know, 50 years ago like we have now. We didn't probably have not. Places where everybody, I mean, Mom just. Mom didn't feel well. Uh, she stayed with the. She stayed with her daughter, and then then one morning she wasn't awake. You know, right. So that's, right. that's the way it worked back then. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the Vikings released their schedule. I, I haven't seen. All right. It. Yeah. Week one. When? Oh. Week we two. <laughs> 
Break it down. Have you guys Green seen? Have you guys Green seen the uh, Frank Caliendo bit about this? No, I haven't watched so it yet. He I know does about a Gruden, it. and he now does Andy Reid, and of course he does Belichick. Jerry Jones. So he's going through the. Li- it's hysterical. I retweeted it this morning. It's it's extremely visual, so I can't play it right now. But it's so funny. The Vikes have a Christmas Day game. Yes, Ooh. that's dreadful. Oh, that's uh, was it. No, it was Christmas Eve when I wrote my greatest oh my ever God. about that yeah. drunk father outside. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve, drunk father outside Viking locker room with eight, eight and ten-year-old children with them crying. That was my. That had been the internet age. It would have killed me, man. Because I got all these letters. You ruined my Christmas yet, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that God, that was a terrible story. I didn't get drunk and try to break into the locker room. It was this guy. What do you want me to do about it? Anyway. Yes. What? Boy, you look outside. It looks gorgeous. A guy would like to go golfing today, except it's freezing. Uh, What is the current temperature, I wonder? It is. or something. 39 right now. 39 degrees right now. A high today of 49. A high today of 49. When you hit that first ball on that first tee, I bet it's going to feel really nice. I don't know what it's like. I haven't played. I mean, uh, I'm sure there are people that are uh, aware of that, but uh, I'm doing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're committed to this podcast. And now i got to tell you the story about when I went fishing at Lake Capitogama. It'll only take 10, 12 minutes. Okay? No, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but take your time, Pat. Take I don't want to hear it. When I caught the seagull, I, caught no. a, I didn't catch any walleye, but I caught a seagull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, by the way, had friends who weren't happy. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I ever caught with a leech on Malax was a rock. I would bring up a rock. <laughs> if you catch a seagull, the ones that are with him are going to swoop your boat, I can tell you that. But... Yeah. Fortunately, we were all like uh, 17, 18-year-old prior light guys, and we were drunk, so it didn't bother us. So guys that yeah. uh, don't have the ability to wait would make really bad uh, fishing you know, fishing guides. I couldn't see the mayor sitting out there like, where the hell is the fish? Let's go here. Yeah, well, the five-minute, okay, we've tried this hole long enough. Let's go to the next one. What do you think the What do you think these pro bass fishermen do? That's a, Why do you think they got 200-horsepower motors? That's exactly what yeah. they do. They throw, they throw it into one hole and say, nope, and then they go 100 miles an hour to the next place. That's Kenny, how you do it. <laughs> Kenny, what do, you think yeah. of the, what do you think of the radar machines? I don't think we should have them. Uh, I, I like them. I, I do like them. But the, the, the frustrating thing is, and I just bought a new one last year for the pontoon, is they show all sorts of fish. And those damn fish will not bite on anything I throw at them. So it really increases the frustration level because I know you're there. I see you on the screen, but yet you won't no. touch my bait. No, thank it drives me crazy. You know, I, I don't believe in catching them that way. I can catch them like the sporting way my old man used to with the net. You know, when you take a net. <laughs> <laughs> take a net. <laughs> Did we what happened? Did we lose him? What happened? Oh, no. Is he having a Roycey-like gas attack? He was just starting a good one. Aliens are coming to get me. Well, call him back. What happened? I don't know. Well. Am I cut off? There you are. There you are. There he is. Hello? I was going to say, because the old man. Hello? Hello? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're here, Pat. I was going to. 
I was going to say, because the old man purportedly had a license to, from the DNR to stock full of the lake, except all those nice eating size walleyes somehow ended up in our freezer before they got to full of the lake. <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure how that happened, but we, we threw some in. They got a lot of northerns. We threw the northerns in there because nobody wanted to eat those damn things. I would, no. I would rather eat northern over walleye. I think they taste better. Well, you're yeah, out of your you mind. Work, you got to work too hard. They're you too bony. Too They're Pat, too bony. Pat, I don't know if you were hip to the uh, the bit that we did about a year ago when Kenny bought that pontoon. It's just an eyesore, so he allowed the GL listeners to name it, and one of them came up with the best name ever. It's called the Cirrhosis of the River. <laughs> She's currently uh, all torn apart. I'm busy overhauling her. So, oh, yeah. She looks good. So, yeah, I'm writing a I'm writing column right now on this little marina out at Lake Minnetonka, Howard oh, yeah. Point. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't th- I don't know if the column's going to be any good, but the lead is fantastic because, of course, we managed to get a Viking cheap shot in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did have you have no comment on the schedule. Uh, I I can't uh, uh, I can't elaborate on it. Play I haven't them seen all. it. They yeah. still get to play the Lions twice. Yep. They still get to play the Bears twice. Uh, I, uh, I, it, it screams. I did go through it. It screams eight and eight to me. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of with you. Isn't it tantamount uh, actually, to saying the COVID's please, over? If the NFL releases a schedule, isn't that the same as telling Joe, the country the COVID, it's over? The COVID could come back in full force, and Roger Goodell doesn't give a damn. Yeah. He's playing football games because he ain't losing well, money. Other, the other thing is, if it's over, why are they telling us twice as many of us are going to die next month that are dying now? Well, I was being facetious, but the NFL, you know, if the NFL oh, says something, it's usually true, you know, usually well, going to make I it happen. Some, I had a baseball person text me last night, he's got pretty good contacts, that uh, the plan is to reopen July 4th with games hey, uh. in Major League Baseball. So, so that would basically confirm... Scoop monster Trevor Ploof's uh, tweet a couple of days ago that uh, they would start spring training in early June and start playing July 1st. I hope so. With fans in the stands? Don't know that yet. Uh, the, the Saints plan, what, called for a couple of thousand at their games and spreading them out and stuff about like eight, that. About 1,800 people at their games. Yeah, that's what they say. But uh, Rook, did yeah. your kid uh, catch a walleye in the in the river? Yeah, I just he went out yesterday with a couple of his buddies, and they uh, he landed. He caught three fish, but that was the first walleye he caught, and that was pretty good size. Where on the river were they? Uh, just down by Highland, Macroland. I'll be damned. Yeah, just on the shores, and then they went out on a boat in the uh, just outside of the dam, and there was about ten other boats out there. Really? Yeah. Was this Gabe? Was this Gabe? Yes. Was this this was Gabe? Okay. Yeah. He probably he probably threw some dynamite in there. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. He's a little bit of a sissy though. I don't think he touched the fish to take it off. He had to have his buddy Reed take it off. So I had to oh, give him a hard time good. about that. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the greatest ever Jim Fix Fix but Grant quote. After Bud got caught shooting wolves out of the airplane up in uh, <laughs> Canada, I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He and the Bush pilot were shooting wolves out of the airplane, which I don't blame him, but he got caught and they didn't like that. But somebody called up Finks and said, he, Finks used to call Bud Grant Mark Trail. 
Yep. And uh, and somebody called up Fink and said, "Where's Bud?" He says, "I don't know. He's probably out dynamiting walleye." <laughs> <laughs> Dupont fishing. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, I look hey, forward to reading that column. Did you ever hear a guy named Mike Plant? Yeah. Sailor, legendary sailor. Tell me more about him. I, I don't know about him. Give me this whole history, will you, Pat? He went across the road. Uh, the bride's upstairs watching a documentary on him. He grew up on Lake Minnetonka and became a round-the-world sailor. I'll be damned. The name's ringing a bell. Mm-hmm. Mike Plant. Well, we can look some stuff up on the Internet and talk about it. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. I'll have it <laughs> <laughs> you better you better get back to writing that column. You got a deadline. Okay. Yeah. All right. Got go. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love when Royce is in all out agitate the bear oh, mode. We, we didn't even have to cue him either. No. He just knew oh, it was so it. awesome. <laughs> I got a twenty minute story. Won't take that long. I got Hail a flashlight king. Hail you. Hail you. Uh, I think you and the boys uh, need to step back and apply garage logic to the incessant use of a COVID-19 vaccine as a cure-all. Most vaccines against viral infection are inf- are effective at preventing disease. However, they are not 100% effective for a number of reasons. The first question to ask, a question is always the first step in applying GL, is how effective are other current influenza? Your logic is sound. We need to re-engage our body's immune system. There is no magic cure. Another observation recently while observing hordes of people coming into a Walmart and instantly washing themselves and everything around them with sanitizer. In doing this, we are probably causing more harm than good. One, we are weakening our body's immune system to fight diseases of any kind. And two, we are only killing the weak bad stuff and forcing the strong virus and bad bacteria to get stronger. Wait, in a new year, we'll experience a superbug. Always pushing back Dan. Well, that's a disheartening note, isn't it? it really that's is. a disheartening note. Rook, you got the call from Stephanie that turned us on our ear those many years ago. We do. All right. Stephanie? Hello, Joe. Hi. How are you? Fine. Good. Got a couple of uh, little music for your ears this afternoon. All right. First, we're going to fire up the 2002 Softail Deuce, which is the hubby's bike. <laughs> and and now we'll fire up my bike, which is a uh, 2001. Uh, oh, you can leave that running, baby. 2001. Oh, that for you. That's the That's... sound of a happy Mary. <laughs> it's a very happy Mary. Gotta go riding. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. I bet. Best line of the call oh. was what? You can leave you can that leave runner, that baby. Running, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> Holy like man! Butter in a microwave melting away. Because <laughs> <laughs> I phrase, no, because what I've, phrase I've are that. you never ever <laughs> in your life ever gonna hear again? <laughs> to you. You can leave that running, baby. <laughs> you poor tortured soul. I got bikes as far as the eye can see. And not once when any of them have been running have I ever heard. You can leave that running, baby. Oh, that's brilliant. Turn that off. Turn them off. I remember I once inquired about how many rides you've gone on together, even just around the block. and you just... well, There was one or two. Oh, was there? Okay. Not yeah. too far, huh? But yeah. no, we're not going the shores of Superior. 
no, 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 no. no. There was nothing. To, nothing. Maybe uh, there was a house for sale two blocks away, and she might have hopped on the back. I get have it, I, you guys went out west. You went to Sturgis together. She's right, and you had the shirt. If you can read this, my B fell off. Yeah. <laughs> the B fell off. Yeah. Uh, have I ever told the story on the air about one of our former sales ladies who, as part of a promotion, had to uh, drag around a Harley on a trailer for a couple of weeks? And uh, I don't know if I've ever said this on the air. She said to me that occasionally at home when she was alone, she would just go out there, turn it on, and sit on it. Really? Really? I don't think that ever happened either. <laughs> you can leave her running, yeah. baby. I have another yeah. chair note. Joe, it is so romantic. That's not the right word, but I don't know what the right word is. To think about the chair noise as derived from the dock on Spoon Lake in front of the mayor's office where a number of boats are moored and are gently tugging at the dock as the waves command, as has been mentioned on GL. I would guess uh, these are normal people who are complaining about the chair and not 21sters as they are unable to exercise mind over matter to help get past the things that are unpleasant, as a 21-er does. Good luck, Derek. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. I, li- I, d- I think it's charming. I like the I squeaky like chair. Yeah, I like it. Well, it's- it covers up the sound of my lighter. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a minute. What was I going to say? Uh, oh, I'm now getting a piece that says... Uh, uh, Who's this? Jay Wilcox. I realize they are fast becoming the new social social norm, but I'm tired of seeing masks portrayed as some sort of panacea. The following screenshots are excerpts from an interview with a virologist who answered 100 virus-related questions. A tight, form-fitting N95 medical mask only stops about 50% of airborne droplet-transported viruses. The fibers on a dust mask or homemade cloth mask aren't tight enough to stop a virus infiltration. It would be like an ant walking through an airplane hangar door by comparison. 100 million of the little buggers can fit on the head of a pin. If wearing a mask makes you feel good, go for it. But it doesn't do you a damn bit of good. It does offer others a bit of protection from you right. if you're infected. That's the point. That's why you wear them. Right. That's why you wear them. And these people Makes that are you, yeah. uh, doing the whole boycott Costco, just don't take your dollars right. elsewhere. Don't be an idiot. It's it's mm-hmm. it's their rule. They have the right to do it. If you do, if you feel that strongly, then shop somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Thank I you. guess I guess I guess it's the new uh, clause in our civil contract with each other that we wear it to protect others. Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, yeah. and like he said in the email, it, it makes me feel better, so I'm going to keep doing it. Right. Say, uh, before you change gears here uh, and try to get out of here early, I got to go. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you if you received any email regarding Hanlon's razor so uh, that we, we discussed yesterday. Uh, no, I did not. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Hanlon's razor never, uh, uh, well, here, I, I saved it. I think it's brilliant. Uh, did I save it? Come on, Joe, where is it in your pile? It's right here. Hanlon's, ra- Hanlon's razor. Never attribute malice to that which can adequately be explained by stupidity. <laughs> Hanlon's razor. Here, here. Here, uh, here. Kenny, what? just dumb. That's all. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I know what you're up to. You can't go anywhere yet. You know why? Why? Oh, yeah, the scramble. Oh, bought our earliest yeah, one nice. ever. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Thank God today is Friday. T-G-T-I-A. Friday. 
scramble. It is, and it's brought to us by our new friends at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits with two locations in South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street. Kenny, you did a pickup yesterday. I'm so glad you turned to me. Okay, um, it was 427 when the order was completed, and they sent me an email that said, we have your order, we're working on it. The first email, that, uh, uh, so I, and they send me to a link where I can track it. It was yeah. really cool. Isn't that awesome? Uh, so, so right away they said, your order will arrive at 5.05. Then all of a sudden, your order will arrive at 4.45. Your order will arrive at 4.50. It got here at 4.52. By the time I was done with the transaction, signing, uh, no, I didn't have to sign anything. What did I do? Oh, I had to show him my ID and yep. he scanned it. That's yep. all. Uh, and exactly 30 minutes later, I had already poured my first Guinness and I was enjoying That's uh, incredible. One, one of many Guinnesses yesterday afternoon. It was so cool. And <laughs> me being a traffic nerd and like Such, is he going to pick the right route? What's he doing? Oh, yeah. I could tell when, <laughs> when he did a U-turn out of, uh, out of uh, Elevated onto Hiawatha. It's fun and, to watch. and then he had to sit there and, and wait to cross Hiawatha because it's such a disaster. And, and the whole thing, and it was cut. I was so impressed, Dude. and yeah, I will be doing it again. And it only cost me, I think, five ninety nine. Yep, five ninety nine for the flat fee. They go worth it. Post no wonder. It. No wonder we're being tracked. You followed a guy dr- delivering beer to your house on your phone. <laughs> it's so I turn awesome. it, Kenny, I turn it into a game when I have it sh- sent here to the station. Like, oh, can he make that light? Can he make that light? Oh, he made the light. Yes, uh, Such, I actually walked out to the front at the same time he was pulling up, and I'm, you know, I'm such a dumb. I'm like, well, that was cool. And he's like, what? What, yeah. dude? What? what? What's your deal? So just go to their website, elevatedbws.com, and you can shop online. Or if you'd like, you can also download their app. Just search Elevated Beer in your app store, and you can have it delivered. You do have to be within the 694-494 loop to to, uh, to have that the delivery Beltway. service. Yes. Uh, but they're they're awesome guys, Ryan and Tom. They've owned that place for a number of years, and they are so happy to be part of the Garage Logic family. You you guys can keep talking if you want, but I just noticed a line came loose on the pontoon boat uh, in front of the uh, I office. I got I got to go down. I got to go down and retie that. I'm going to go down and retie that. Have a great weekend. All right, we'll see you later, Bear. See you later, bro. You know what he did? Play that music. I got to go. That's what I am out of here. Hey, podmn.com. If you're looking for all sorts of Minnesota podcasts on your computer or on your phone, it's a great app, podmn, P-O-D-M-N. You can get all sorts of great podcasts from Minnesota, including Garage Logic, Table Talk with Rookies Family has a new one out this week, as well as so many others, uh, Patrick's Podcast. you got them all out there. Go look at the selections at podmn or podmn.com. And don't forget, again, you got to download that Table Talk GLers. I know more than 10% of Garage Logic listeners want to know what's going on in Rookie's head and his family. Catch you next time. Garage Logic podcast version on a Scramble Friday. Woo! Open him up. He's really out there. Look at him, a dummy working on the pontoon.